Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bootstrapped Experience podcast. Each week, Bjorn and I talk about running our bootstrapped SaaS businesses on Shopify and now elsewhere or expanding. So what are you up to, Bjorn? Yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks. I feel like I've got a lot done. And it's always good to have a deadline. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been stressing, or not stressing, but working to get these app updates done for the Shopify app bridge changes, which is when you're embedded inside the Shopify admin, like a lot of apps are, they're changing the way that we communicate with Shopify for that whole process. So the way that you get Shopify to show buttons for you or open a modal with some content and stuff. So redoing a lot of the JavaScript, but it's been a pretty good process. But now they've pushed it off till March 1st. Oh, nice. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep the same intensity going though so I can get it out of the way and move on to other things. Good plan. I was looking at this a little bit and I was like a little unclear. Is it they're just getting rid of the EA SDK or do you have to upgrade to AppBridge 2.0? Good question. The message says we see that you're using the EA SDK or the compatibility layer. And I'm not sure if that means V1 or if EA SDK is V1, but I'm not sure. Hmm. I should look into that. But I guess I have till March. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and one of our next steps is to actually stop having embedded apps. So it feels a bit like double work to be spending time doing this average stuff. But a lot of the changes we can use even if we're not embedded. But it's just the modals and things which are part of Shopify, they're quite complicated to work with in the embedded environment. You're talking from an iframe to the main app, whereas if it was just a normal modal in your app, you don't have to sort of split the code in the same way. So it does make it a bit more difficult, but it's been good. And I've sort of been learning a lot along the way too. So it's been nice. It's awesome. Yeah, I would definitely go with non-embedded at this point. For me, at least, because I just think the appeal's not there as much anymore, especially with the authentication stuff. Like That was always such a pain to get working correctly. Although I guess they're doing this token authentication, which looks a lot better now. Yeah, it seems smoother and it's a little bit faster, but maybe I'm doing something wrong, but you can have like a little mini navigation menu at the top where you have some tabs for your app. And when you click on those, at least for the Rails implementation, it basically reloads. So you have this splash page first, which is like a little loading indicator, and then it loads the actual page while it's getting the JWT token. Oh, interesting. And so every time if you use those, if you navigate within the app, we can do it as a SPA. But if you navigate using the navigation bar that Shopify gives you, then we're sort of reloading the authentication token every time. Oh, wow. So it just feels not quite there. At least I know a lot of other developers are not going for the embedded anymore. Which is a shame because I think, you know, it's a good user experience, but there's just too many limitations and I think too many issues that have caused a lot of work over the years. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool. Like, I'd love to be able to do an app in that Shopify frame, but I guess embedded apps are just kind of on the way out as browser security improves. I mean, I think that's basically what it boils down to. Yeah, definitely. And even with the JWT stuff, you've still got issues where you're ejecting out to go, for example, to a payment page and then to come back into your app. It's still a janky sort of process, right? And like you're saying, it's technology that's getting in the way, right? Not technology, but security, which is fair enough. You know, we've also had this whole log for shell thing. Oh, right. Yeah, which is pretty wild. But obviously, we have to keep these things secure, but it just makes so many hoops to jump through. And if you can give a similar experience outside, and I think Polaris helps a lot where you can still give the same user experience outside of the Shopify admin. And I think that will be a good halfway style solution. Yeah, there was always this answer I hated giving for support where someone would do probably the right thing for their situation and have their cookie settings really tight. And you'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry, you have to lower your cookie security settings to use an app. And that sucks. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't feel the right thing to do, right? Right. What have you been up to? Not a lot. 
work-wise. So getting ready for the move to London and just kind of dealing with all that for the last couple of weeks of the year. Doing a couple little marketing initiatives on Translate CI. But I kind of also don't want to do a ton before the end of the year because I feel like between December 16th when we're recording this and the 31st, it's not like people are going to be like, oh, I really need to localize my application. Yeah, now's maybe not the time to have the big push, right? Right. I have a couple of things starting early January. So newsletter sponsorship, a blog sponsorship. And I don't know if you know the social software podcast Michelle Hansen does. Oh, it's really good. You should check it out. She's in Denmark too, I believe, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. It's two people doing bootstrap businesses. Really, it's actually a really good podcast. One's like really pretty far along and one's just getting started. So it's really cool sort of listening to the advice back and forth. Ah, cool. I have to give that a listen. Yeah, we can link it here. How do you find those? Is that just like you listening to them or knowing them yourself and then thinking, hey, that would be a good avenue because people like me are listening and looking at these newsletters and stuff? Yeah. So Transistor FM has like a really good list of podcasts that specifically are about bootstrap businesses. We should be on there. I don't think we are. But anyway, so I've gone through that a few times and just checked out various podcasts. That one particularly I enjoyed and I've continued to listen to. Like a lot of them, you know, I kind of listen to for an episode or two and then fall off. But that one I've stuck with. So I thought it'd be cool to sponsor them. Huh, nice. Is there any way to measure or do you just see like, hey, when this episode comes out, I can maybe see a spike in traffic? Is there any way to measure sort of the effectiveness of podcasts? Well, so the nice thing in general, I feel like no, unless you want to give like a coupon code or something like that. But the nice thing is getting 20 visitors a day. Any uplift is going to be pretty obvious. Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah, I guess it's to begin with. And when you say that coupon code's a good idea, I guess you can also have a dedicated landing page, right? Whether you give yeah. away something or not, and just to have them use that link. I think marketing like that, sort of soft touch marketing is difficult. I feel like it's the way to go for the developer tool. Like we talked about running paid Twitter ads and things like that recently, and I I didn't really feel too good. The other thing I've started to work on, so I realize like I'm not much of a writer, but I don't mind talking. So I've kind of started just daily, and I'm going to start posting, I just posted one last week, but daily, if I'm doing something interesting code-wise or marketing-wise or whatever, I just pop on my screen recorder and talk through it for like 10 minutes and putting it on YouTube. So that's a cool way to do it. It's an interesting experiment. We'll see how it goes. Like last Friday, I did it like Friday, like 6 p.m. Just call it a soft launch for the first one. But I was writing the text for the newsletter sponsorship because I got like two sentences and I talked about how I think about that and just took like 10 minutes to actually write that little blurb about Translate CI. Uh, that's not a good idea. Yeah. And, and I guess just saying it aloud sometimes helps a lot, right? Yeah. You know, I notice I do that a lot when I'm working anyway. I just kind of talk through things out loud. I don't know why. Oh, really? I'm sure my wife <laughs> thinks I'm crazy. I do. When I'm like writing code, I have to talk it out. It's funny. Oh, that's amazing. I prefer quiet. <laughs> that's funny. I'm more boring like that. I think I have attention issues. Like if I don't talk through it, like all of a sudden I'm like, why am I in the kitchen? I just wander off. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah, I find walking is a good way to think about things. It's also a good way to talk when you're walking. I've mentioned it before. I meet up with a friend, Klaus. We try and do it at least once a month. And at the moment, we walk around. There's a place called the Fredericksburg Gardens, which is this beautiful sort of quite central in Copenhagen. And on one corner, there's the zoo, or one part of it's the zoo. And then there's a big sort of quite well-kept gardens that you walk through with lots of big trees and stuff. But it's just a really good way to walk around and chat. And he also runs a bootstrap business. Yeah, and we've been doing it for a couple of years now, I think. It's a really good way to get the creative thoughts going to walk and talk at the same time. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. So this place we got in London, 
Right now, we're in the middle of the city in Las Vegas, and the place we got in London is also in the middle of London, but it's attached to like a nice like three-acre park. Literally, you walk out the back door and you're in it. So yeah, I'm super excited about that. I think that'll be good. But did you ever do like a standing desk? Because I tried that, and I just was not glued to my computer at all. I would just wander off. It was so funny. Yeah, I've never been good at it. We had them at the Saxo Bank where I worked before, and my desk can go up, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it doesn't. No, I'd much prefer to get up and walk away and do something different and then come back. One of our COVID or Corona purchases while being in lockdown was this massage chair. Oh, nice. <laughs> so even though my back may not be super happy about sitting down so much, but <laughs> I can go and sit in that sometimes. That's cool. It's like the most extravagant, one of these lockdown purchases. <laughs> but it was definitely worth it. That's awesome. You know, in Shopify, they have like 15-day sort of payout periods. So the first to the 15th and then the 16th to the end of the month, which is usually 15 days. If you look at the last two payouts, we've just finished the 15th. I've broken my records, which is nice. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's been, I mean, we break records quite often. <laughs> at least it's growing. <laughs> but this one was like a big round number in Danish krona which is a lot of fun as well, which has been a long goal to hit that amount. So that's very cool. A few things to celebrate, which is nice. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that too, just getting towards the end of the year. I mean, I only launched Translate CI six weeks ago, maybe, but I just hit $2,000 with it, which is not much, but it took me probably a year and three months to hit that with the Shopify app. So that's like really amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great start. And I think it's a long time ago since you know, you're know you starting from scratch again. For sure. And the thought scares me. So I think you're a brave man. <laughs> but it's always fun to see how they start out. And if you can get traction and get somebody to pay for it, just like $1, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden people are paying you $2,000 or you've earned $2,000 on that project. It's not too bad. It is kind of crazy. Because I remember just hitting $1,000 MRR with the Shopify app. That was about a year and it blew my mind that that was even a thing. Yeah, it'd be interesting to look back because I remember it. I maybe remember those days more fondly than, than I should, right? <laughs> because it really did take a long time. For sure. You know, a lot of people sort of ask for advice around Shopify apps. And my best advice is to give it time. As long as you're seeing some growth, then it's definitely give it time is the best. Absolutely. You know, this is something I was thinking about. I was seeing this thing on Twitter where I guess all these people are sort of doing this challenge to build a SaaS business and sell it on microacquire in 30 days. And like, I'm kind of skeptical of that. Like, it's cool. I don't know. I think microacquire is like an awesome platform. They've done some really cool stuff. I think though that sort of making it a goal to like, I'm just going to build this thing and then sell it for $80,000, you know, get it up to $1,000 a month and sell it for $80,000 just do that four times a year as my career. I don't know. That part of it, as someone who's in it right now, that part of it kind of sucks. I can't imagine wanting to go through that, just struggling to find traction, wondering if your idea is no good. There's a lot of doubt in my head at this moment that you got to work through. Yeah. I think building out the app and getting it launched and getting that initial traction is the hardest part. Absolutely. If you see, if you've got a thousand dollars MRR, why would you sell it for? Okay, eighty thousand is a pretty good markup, right? But sure. Then to try and do that multiple times a year, I think that's insane. I'd lose my you mind. Know, like, yeah. Why not hang on to it? Give it some more time, and you can maybe also game the numbers, right? How did you get your thousand MRR? <laughs> so I don't know, but I saw the tweet and thread on that as well, and I just thought that's insane. Fair enough. Like if that's what you just absolutely love that part and you hate the rest, fair enough. But like you're saying, it seems like the goal is to sell it on microacquire instead of building a business. Yeah. 
I guess for me, I like the building part. Like I get that. It's fun to just sit and write code and be in a room for six months doing that or whatever, three months, whatever. But that initial just flailing around trying to find marketing channels at work and you don't know, is this marketing channel bad? Am I bad at this marketing channel? Is that the problem? Like that whole thing is just, oh, I can't imagine going through that multiple times a year. No, absolutely not. And I'm still lucky enough to have an app store that sends me a lot of traffic. And to go out and try and do that without that type of platform, I think, would be even more daunting. Yeah, for sure. I had the call with, I remember mentioning it last week or a couple of weeks ago, where I was going to speak with Vishwesh about the App Store marketing. He was sort of giving a presentation on Gumroad. You can book a session with him. It was so valuable. We spent about an hour together or something, and it's $100, and it's probably the best $100 we've spent in a long time anyway. <laughs> that sounds like a deal. Yeah, definitely. I think he should up his price on that. If you're listening, make it more expensive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've gotten in for 100 raise the price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. And the fun part was we were like, okay, yeah, me and my wife were both on the call. Afterwards, we had sort of other stuff planned, but then we just went, oh, hey, let's just try it out now and play around with it. And it's been super good. And just, he goes over a lot of different things. And obviously, I'm not going to give away the whole thing here. So go out and book time with him if you want. But I found it super valuable and we were inspired by it and were able to implement things quickly and easily, which have been really valuable. Especially like you're saying, December is usually not the best month. Signups start going down as a seasonal thing. But we've so far been at least able to change that trend for December, which is pretty amazing. Awesome. So wow, yeah. It'll be interesting to see next year when traffic starts picking up back after the holidays and everything to see what happens. Whether it's now or later, it was a really good way to look at how to market within the Shopify app store without being shady about it in anything like that, which was really nice. Right. I miss that app store. And actually, that's like one of my major goals for like maybe first quarter, hopefully, of 2022 is get into the GitHub marketplace. Yeah. Have you checked out what's required there? Yeah. So the big thing is that you need 100 connected accounts to your application already before they look at it, which I don't have yet. So that's like OAuth tokens. Right. Similar to Shopify. Yeah. So yeah, you basically got to get those 100 installs on your own and then they'll look at your app. But the cool thing is they seem to have a ton of users. They do list install numbers and they don't have that many apps on there. I didn't really see any apps that didn't have like a huge number of users listed. I don't know if those came from the app store. Maybe they were doing a really good job marketing beforehand. But I think it's a good goal. Because what I'm hoping is that kind of sets a floor for traffic on Translate CI. So even if I'm not actively promoting, it'll be getting some traffic. I think that's a good avenue to explore, right? Because it could become your sort of main driver. And like you say, there's not a lot of apps in there. And getting in early can always be a super good boost. Yeah, I was looking at one on there that I thought it was such a smart idea. I think it was called ImageBot, something like that. All this thing did was you connected to your GitHub repo and it just went through and ran your images through a compressor, basically. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so smart. And like everyone uses it. I saw Shopify uses it. Just makes so much sense and charges five bucks or 10 bucks a month for it. And I'm sure he's got, I mean, it looked like he had tens and tens of thousands of installs. Wow. Things like that. It sounds so simple, right? But it's amazing what you can build a business on. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's always been surprising. I think once you understood how much is actually behind these app stores and how much money runs through them. Well, I always think it's interesting too, like you have, and I guess your apps tend to be a little lower priced too, and I tend to go for higher price. But the nice thing is when you see these apps that are like under $10 and stuff, it's a no brainer if it saves you five minutes. So you got that marketing problem of getting it out there, getting that number of people to know about it. But I feel like you have a much lower barrier to install, which is nice. Yeah, definitely. 
Selling to developers, I think it's always a bit difficult though, right? Because you've always got the, ah, just build it myself <laughs> style people. But in the end, the amount of money or time you'll save yourself by just installing something for five bucks instead of spending hours building it yourself. Yeah, I definitely fall on that side. I think that changes when you're running a working business too, right? Because I don't have time to build a newsletter system or something. Whereas before, I probably would have just tackled it on my own. Yeah, and I think it very much depends on what stage you're at, right? But even I think in the beginning, if I was going to do something differently, it would be also to spend more to begin with, right? Instead of just saving it all up. And obviously, right at the beginning, I was using it for development. But then it would have been smarter to invest more back into the business because it would have freed up my time to do more valuable things, right? Like marketing and whatever else. So I think it's one of these bootstrap mentalities, I think, where in the beginning, because you don't have a big pile of money, you're wary of spending money. You're trying to just get this thing off the ground. You may be living off the money as well. And as my business has grown, it's something I've had to sort of say to myself is, hey, no, don't spend time on it. Or to get better at spending money, to hiring freelancers, to doing all these type of things. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and it takes a mentality change because it's been ingrained in the bootstrap mentality that I've had at least. I've definitely had that. There was quite a long period of time where basically, aside from my basic hosting expenses and everything else, everything went into my pocket. And, you know, it's about 85% margins. And really, if I had just taken a little bit of that and thrown it back in, you know, I could have grown things quite a bit faster. Exactly. That's my exact same experience. And I guess the ones that do throw more back in will have a higher trajectory faster, I guess, snowballing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what's kind of nice is with Translate CI right now. Obviously, I'm not making much money, but it's just all going back in. Yeah, that makes sense. I think especially you're in the situation where you've got the time and possibilities to do that, right? Right, yeah. So that's nice. Just before we jumped on this call, Shopify, or at least I saw that they'd put this new listing live in the Shopify app store. So now they've changed the layout. They've got a big heading, your tagline, and then there's a big image or the video if you want that. But we've gone for static images now and then removed all these benefit images, made the screenshots more visible at the top. I actually quite like the design. It's, it's nice and friendly and well laid out. Yeah, I like it too. I'm huge on the video. That's like my favorite tool for selling. So I love that they made that bigger. Yeah, I like that there's a big sort of hero style thing at the top, right? Whether it's an image or a video. Yeah, I'm pulling up one with an image right now. I haven't actually seen that. It's going to be interesting. We sort of spent some time on it. We got seven days notice that this change was coming. So we wanted to sort of get something up, but we didn't want to spend or we couldn't spend too much time on it. And we've got a few apps doing each. But we had a good direction. My wife made these images and we had a really nice brand restyled and we had new screenshots from recently. So we could use that similar style on these hero images. We didn't want to spend too much time on this because we also want to see what others are doing and to sort of measure how much text are people putting in it, how big are they actually going to be, how visible is it on a mobile, all those type of things. So yeah, it's been fun to do graphic work, but a bit stressful when you don't know how it's going to be displayed in the end. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. The only thing I wonder, like I'm looking at this, is so they took out the images for the benefits, and I almost wonder if it makes sense to change some of that text to actually maybe highlight the features a little more because... I could see if you're really just going after the benefits like they try to tell you, you can kind of see everything above the fold here and maybe not know what the app actually does. Yeah, and I think especially with the tagline being limited to the characters that it has, if the tagline was a bit longer, maybe you know you could get a quicker impression. Yeah, yeah but you're right. The benefits are going to be even more important than they were before, especially when you don't have visuals to sort of back it up at the same time. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. Overall, I like I, it. overall, I like it, except at the bottom, app similar to, and then they've got four apps listed there. That's brutal. That is brutal. I'm wondering whether they show up on ads. So if I pay for a click through to my app. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Hmm. At least I guess I'll be showing up on other people's apps. <laughs> That's true. But I'd say what I don't like just kind of clicking on a few random apps, it's like I click on a paid app without a free plan and I scroll to the bottom and every app on there, and I've clicked on maybe four or five listings, they all list just free apps. Yeah. Free plan available is what I'm seeing as well. Yeah. I don't know about that. You could spend your whole page convincing someone that they need at least this solution and then go, oh, but there's four free apps here that do it. Yeah. And there's no final call to action at the bottom of the page except to jump to other solutions, right? So you can view all reviews or you can go elsewhere. That's a good point. There's also no install button with a free to install. Oh, interesting. Yeah. With the pricing, you'd expect that there's some call to action there. Anyway, I guess we people are getting a stream of our thoughts as we go over this for the first time, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Visually, it's nice. I like the layout and everything, but as far as a converting landing page goes, and I'm sure they have a lot more data than we do, I don't know. I would like them to at least promote my app at the bottom one more time before or next to it, like have my app listed as the first one, right? <laughs> yeah. This is the app you're on, so you can at least see number of reviews and so forth next to it. So you're sort of doing more of a comparison than just a, here's more stuff. The only thing I wonder is, I would be willing to bet that not a lot of people scroll that far down on the page to see the competitors. Yeah. It doesn't look like the surface parameters they add to the URL list that it was on a comparison page. It just says search. So hopefully they fix that so you can actually see, are you getting traffic from that comparison? Or Yeah, right. That makes sense. I'm hovering over some on one of my pages and it says surface intraposition one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do see that. But isn't where it says, I could be wrong, but surface type, sorry, we're really diving into this, but where it says surface type equals search, isn't that what it actually is after you search a page? Because I think it has an interposition based on your search. I've just browsed and clicked through, so I didn't use a search for this one. There's a lot to go through there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Only time will tell if it actually good, bad, average, who knows. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. I will say like, I do like the fact that Shopify is just constantly working on improving their platform, even if we don't always understand the changes. Like, It's actually cool to see like a platform just evolving all the time. Yeah, I guess there's life in it. I would say I'd prefer that this experimentation was done elsewhere. <laughs> sure. I think it's cool that they do it. And of course, they should do it. But since they have started running these tests, at least, my traffic has gone down. It's harder to find by browsing, find my apps. The subcategories didn't help. So yeah, I'm sure the installs are going somewhere, right? And on some apps, it's gone okay. Other apps, it's like, it's down. But it just makes you spend more on ads in my view. I think experimentation, and you come from an A-B testing style. Maybe you look at slightly differently to me. Yeah, I never mind an A-B test. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And I guess they've got tons of traffic, right? So it must be a fun challenge to work on. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have that much more for this week. Yeah, what have I been up to? I've been doing the marketing stuff. And I guess one thing I wanted to say on the marketing, I've spent so much time in the weeds building out and how would you say, doing like maintenance on my apps, paying down technical debt, building app kit and so forth. So now that we've started doing more on marketing, it kind of feels nice that we're pushing, even though the apps themselves are not standing still, but they're in maintenance, being cleaned up and so forth. So there's not a lot of things that people see outside. But at the same time as we're doing that, it feels really nice to see the business moving forward on the marketing side of things instead, especially when we had the call regarding the app store optimization and stuff. It's been a really nice sort of distraction from having my head in the code all the time. 
Yeah, that's really cool. Have you ever tried to do like a conscious division of your time? Like I'm going to spend, you know, Monday, Tuesday coding and Wednesday, Thursday marketing or whatever? Yeah. And I'm pretty good at it. I've gotten better at the start of my week. So Mondays is catch up and meetings with the developers and stuff. It's more like, hey, get ready for the week, plan it out and everything else. Catch up on any emails over the weekend and so forth. And then Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursdays when I'm trying to do sort of my focused work. And then Friday is also one of these, okay, how can I clean up any things that are hanging around so I can go into the weekend with a nice, fresh feeling sort of thing. Nice. That makes sense. I've always tried that. It just, I don't know, for some reason it doesn't work for me. I have the most ridiculous system for all this now that has been working for me for like a year. So I'm just going to keep doing it as I just keep a stupid long to-do list of everything of roughly equal importance. And I literally go to random.org and get a random number and do that thing on my list. And I've been doing that for like a year and it works. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's amazing. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I made it up. I should write a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Randomizing your to-dos. Yeah. I guess it has to be sort of, like you say, around the same importance, right? Priority. Yeah, sometimes something jumps to the top of the list or whatever. But yeah, for the most part, if nothing's pressing, that's how I do it. You got to buy a dartboard or something. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which number is it today? I guess the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for me, where I say focused work now, before I was trying to say, right, Tuesday will be development. Wednesday will also be development. And then Thursday will be marketing. And then to map it out per day. But that doesn't really fit with how work turns up most of the time, right? Yeah, so all of a sudden, sure. hey, you've got to create these images or whatever the task may be, it's not always so easy to wait. So instead, I'd say, okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is like for focus work where I'm going to take a task and I'm going to try and get it done that day. And that's my one main thing for the day. That was a big thing I think kind of took a while to mentally get to, but my desire to work on development and marketing is around equal. So I just kind of do whichever one I feel like or whichever one the random number decides I should do. And that kind of works. Definitely before I would have just done 90% dev and 10% marketing if I had my way. Yeah. And I think that's how I've always, or not always, but most of the time being like that as well. But I think, like you say, you enjoy them equally now. And I'm getting towards that. And I think it's, what do I feel I'm good at? <laughs> and marketing has never been something I've always felt that I'm super good at. But I think it helps when I get simpler things. Marketing can mean so many things. It can be really hard to put it down into, okay, what am I actually doing when I say I'm doing marketing? For sure. Yeah, it's tough. I think the thing I enjoy about marketing, sometimes at least, is just that it's usually, I'm definitely a lot more uncomfortable with it. So a lot of times marketing is going to be reaching out to a stranger I don't know or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, it adds a little excitement to my day, I guess. Yeah, sure. Gets you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Should we leave it there? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Cool, man. We'll talk in two weeks. And yeah, what's that make it? I guess uh, Christmas is coming up. Yeah. But yeah, let's aim for two weeks. We'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Take care. You too. See ya.